This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey everyone, this is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to another episode of Courage Cast. Today, we continue our conversation with Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis after the birth of her first baby, and she talked about in the first episode yesterday of how she received the news, what that was like physically. Now, today, we're going to get into the spiritual aspects of what she is experiencing in present day, how she is not only coping, but overcoming, how she is overcoming and dealing with this chronic illness today with two children, married, moving from Colorado to Nashville, all of that she talks about in part two. So let's listen to Elizabeth Taylor in part two of my conversation. So let's talk about, I want to dive into the spiritual aspect of it, because this is so important for Mm -hmm. all of us to hear. Um, Tell me, uh, I know the word courage has meant a lot to you, strength and courage. Uh, Went over to your house the other day and saw the same sign that we have in our our Mm -hmm. house, which which is full of that word, Mm -hmm. those words, and then also uh, on above your... um, you know, on a, kind of on a, a post that goes across your ceiling, mm-hmm. um, you have that written. So tell me what that means to you. What does the word courage mean to you? I think it means just keep taking action, even when you're so afraid. Because I would say one of the biggest stumbling blocks in my life has been fear. Fear mm. has been the number one thing that I dealt with. And I don't think it's any coincidence that I have dealt with what I've dealt with, because I think sometimes God uses the things that we go through to um, to pull strength out of us and to pull out those weak places in us that we don't have a lot of. I didn't have a lot of courage. I didn't have a lot of strength, but I had a lot of fear. And as I've been working through these issues and learning to um, to rise up in strength and courage from the Lord, that fear has become less and less in my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel more and more of a warrior as each year goes on. And I think that's really important for anybody out there that deals with fear. Like it is a battle, but it will be and can be overcome. Mm-hmm. Like if you continue to just step out and um, encourage and strength, even if you don't have a lot, but just ask the Lord for that. He will impart that to you, mm-hmm. and the fear will have to begin to die in your life, essentially. <laughs> so, Yeah, that's true, because it, it bows down to the truth. It does, yes. And I've seen that happen in my life, and I would say that's part. That's a huge part of my story, is God just um, helping me to, to have courage. And even on the days where I don't even have courage, I walk it out as if I do. And when you walk it out it becomes part of your truth and part of your life, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. No, it totally does. Totally does. I admired your, um, your vulnerability as well. Um, because you, you had a a recent, you were tired recently. Mm -hmm. Is that because of some of the physical therapy that you're going through? I still have a lot of fatigue. Um, I, I guess I didn't say earlier, but I, I got on a conventional med, in September of 2014. So I'll back up with that. I got on a conventional medicine in 2014 called Tysabri. And what you do is you go to the hospital every four weeks and you do an IV. 
and they run this IV for about an hour in your system and you're good for the next four weeks and it sustains you and it really does give you energy and I believe it kept a lot of symptoms away during that time. And um, I just had really prayed about that. God would show me when the time was, like how long I needed to do this. And the time came in December, almost New Year's, December of 2015. My neurologist at Vanderbilt had some concern with some side effects I was having Mm. and thought I should get off of this medicine. Mm. Um, And unfortunately, ever since I have gotten off of this medicine, I've been off for about eight months now. It's been pretty horrendous Mm. Um, trying to get my body to work with me and to cooperate and to begin the healing process outside of conventional medicine because I still believe diet works. I still believe all the the other natural things will work. Um, So it's just a matter of honing in on what you need to do and how that needs to, you know, work in your system. Mm -hmm. So because of that, to answer your question, I have been dealing with um, a lot of fatigue and my feet are numb right now. My legs have been so heavy. They feel like you're trying to lift bricks when you walk. Hmm. Um, I have optic neuritis in my right eye right now. Um, Creates a large spot and um, it's uncomfortable. It's, it makes it hard to have a conversation with someone. It's not all the time, but I'd say about 50 to 75% of the time I have this huge spot and it makes it hard to see. Mm. So my left eye is carrying a lot of my vision right now and I'm, my right eye is pretty blurred. Mm. So all that to say, I'm dealing with all that right now even. So this stuff is very real. I'm living it. Um, it's not something I talk about in the past, but I'm walking through it right now. And that's why this is so real to me mm. um, because I'm dealing with it currently. Yeah. Um, so when you are experiencing something or you're having a really rough day, um, physically, uh, or even emotionally, how to tell me about the process of facing your fear hmm. and what do you tell yourself? Are there scriptures that, that have been particularly helpful to you? Are there, what do you do? Are there people that, that encourage you that you call on? Tell me more about overcoming Mm -hmm. what that process is like, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's a great question because I actually wrote a blog post about this um, just about a month ago because it's a question I get asked a lot. People want to know, how do you get through what you're going through? Because we all want to know and it gives us hope, you know, if we even can follow those same steps. And some of the things I shared were... um, I I think it was called like six steps to getting through a health crisis (laughs) because I know a little bit about that. And so, um, number one was one of them was, I believe I had said to just stay positive. So I try to stay away from anything that can bring me down, like maybe staying off of social media a little bit. Um, being Isn't careful. that interesting? Social media is it's, not supposed to, but it no, totally does. It can all the drag time. you down, especially with the news and politics these days and fear of what's going to come in the world. There's so much out there and it doesn't give you any peace. And mm-hmm. so trying to just kind of stay away from that. Um, also, I will listen to a lot of worship music. I think just surrounding yourself with the promises of God is really important instead of looking at what you're going through at the moment, looking at what, what has God promised you? What are the things you can like lay hold of um, in your heart and just really begin to pray into that? And um doesn't mean life is going to necessarily get better, but it brings us hope when we are just laying hold of the promises of God and we are just believing, you know, that he can change things and he is working in our situation no matter how dark it is. Um, 
Also, I always tell people that you want to build your community before you go through hard stuff. You don't want to try to build a community of people to support you when you're going through this stuff because that's not a great time. Mm-hmm. You want to already have that in place so that you have people you can reach out to as you're in the middle of the storms of life. Yeah. And that has been one of the things that God has taught me the most that has helped me the most is I always feel like I have people through social media. Um, ironically enough, after what I said about social media, <laughs> there's great things out there and that's what I use it for the most is to encourage people and be encouraged. Yeah. So being really careful about the negative stuff, but laying hold of the positive stuff, you know, that you can get from people. Yeah. If I find that somebody's, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've, I've gone to the extremes with social media. Yeah. I have, I have totally, un- I, I went through, through a phase at some point last year where I unfollowed about 95% of the people mm-hmm. that I was friends with. But then I found I was missing them. Yep. Like I was miss like I was not connecting with people and I didn't understand, you know, I wasn't, didn't, wasn't even sure what people were going through or yeah. what they were dealing with. Right. So slowly I have started following people back and, and um, yeah. I've even told a few people, listen, I unfollowed you, but I unfollowed almost everybody um, except my immediate family. And, and I've started to follow people back and, yeah. and all of that. But, but there's a certain point where on Facebook, for example, where you yeah. can just get, you can get so obsessed with comparisons and also with politics and, yeah. and negative stuff. Um, so if I do find that somebody is posting that kind of stuff more often than not, then I, I do unfollow them. You yeah. Know? I think you have to know what your weaknesses are. Yeah. And really, um, but I think God can really use, and I've seen how he's used social media just to build up prayer support. For example, I see a lot of that on my Facebook, on my newsfeed. Mm-hmm. I'm always telling somebody, yes, I will pray for you. And I do. And I believe that those are just amazing tools that God uses in our lives. It's just building up prayer support, even online. Yeah. Like that is really powerful. Yeah. Well, you've moved, you've moved here to Nashville from Colorado. So a lot of your friends are in Colorado. I've seen you do a Facebook live before where you're sharing with your friends back in Colorado, what, what's, what your life's like here. And, um, you know, that's been, that's been kind of cool to see how you've developed community. Right. So positive, stay positive, cut out the clutter and cut out the negative, (laughs) uh, surround yourself with community, worship music. Yeah. Do you remember the other three? I, that's what I was trying to remember. I know one of them is um, just encouragement to be authentic mm-hmm. and real um, because there is a grief process that you go through. I believe we all, I mean, any loss in life, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. There's nothing too big or too little that mm-hmm. you deal with a loss over if there's something that ha- transpires. Um, but I believe loss of health, especially you have to give yourself a place and room to grieve or that. Do you feel stuff, sorry for yourself? Some days, yeah, yeah, I get mad. I'm like, it's not fair that I'm dealing with this. I've already been through a lot. I can't believe this is happening again. Yeah. And then the God part of me will rise up and say, no, but that's God works through our um, brokenness. Mm-hmm. That's where he shows up the most. And so if we want to be used by God and we want to touch others and reach others, a lot of times it's through our brokenness mm-hmm. and it's through our weakness. And so I think realizing that has helped me to tap into the good that God's bringing out of that instead of just sitting around feeling sorry for my like what's the point of all this mm-hmm. it doesn't feel so pointless it feels like there's some purpose to what you're going through and i think that's really important mm-hmm. to know that because that is the truth there is purpose yes it's not like you're lying to yourself right you're telling yourself the truth at, at some point you can't stay there right 
Uh, I see a lot of people that just get to just stay there and get right. and just stay miserable. But you can't. Right. It just adds to the emotional unhealthiness in yourself. So that's not helping it to go away. It's just right. contributing to it eventually. So I believe when God allows us, if he allows something in our lives for us to go through, it's because he has something good he wants to bring out of it. Mm-hmm. To always keep that in the forefront of your mind, I think, will change um, and reframe the way that you look at your, your chronic illness or whatever loss you're going through in your life. Whatever hard place you're dealing with, you can believe that God is wanting to bring something good out of this and begin to even look for clues of what he's doing and ways that he's working in your life. And I've done that a lot over the last five years. And I've begun to see even speaking on this podcast, this is amazing. And I believe it's um, because I've been true to my story and I've tried to see the ways that God is working in my life through something really, really challenging. That's also not over yet. Mm -hmm. I continue to walk this. This is not something that's in the past. Right. I'm walking it out and I don't know what's going to happen. I could wind up in a wheelchair. I don't believe I will, and I don't want to, and I pray that I don't. But the truth is, I could wind up in a wheelchair. And so navigating that and just finding what God is doing in my story continues to bring daily hope mm-hmm. instead of despair. Yeah, that's so good. So, that is so good. I mean, uh, what I love is that it's it's not over yet. Right. The good and the bad is right. not over yet. This is, a, this is a journey that we're on, and I know one of your posts, uh, you talk about walking through the valleys Mm -hmm. and that we have valleys, we have mountain highs, um, we, we have all of it in, in between that you have to deal with. Yeah. So, um, what are you sensing that God is doing? You're you're saying that this is an opportunity. This is a chance for God to do something through you, but obviously God brings us through things to make his name great. Yeah. So how do you believe that what you're going through is making God's name great and 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 um, and helping others. I believe it's because through Jesus Christ we always have hope, and that is the reason I prayed about for a while what to name my blog. And God gave me a scripture, and I'm sorry I don't have it at the moment what it was, but essentially it was kind of a paraphrase scripture, and the scripture had said. It was something about jars of clay, maybe, but talking Mm -hmm. about like, but we are not, we are struck down, maybe is that part, Yeah. but we are not without hope. Mm -hmm. And God spoke that to my heart, like we are never without hope. Mm -hmm. And so I believe through my story, I am able to share the hope of Jesus Christ because people want to know that what you have is real, Mm -hmm. your pain is real, your struggle is real, but your joy is real. And they want to know how you're journeying through that, how you're getting there and how those are colliding, mm-hmm. so to speak. And um, people are looking for those answers. Mm-hmm. And I believe that those of us who go through hard stuff, which it's all of us, we can speak into that. And mm-hmm. we can share, like, here's how I'm getting through my struggle and my pain. And I did want to share that in 2013, I think one thing that has changed the most about me is God taught me how to have a thankful heart. Um, and I believe gratitude has been probably... I don't even know what to put it on a scale of one to 10, but it's been one of the biggest things that God has taught me how I can have thankfulness even in the midst of trial. And I remember in 2013 when I couldn't even use my arm, I was trying to encourage my kids. I didn't want them to be scared to see me in such a vulnerable spot and a really scary spot. And I remember telling them, um, you guys like I, yeah, I can't use my arm, but guess what? My eyes still work. My legs still work. I can still talk. And 
something about that experience really shaped my heart. And there's a sign in my house that you probably saw that said, there is always, always, always something to be thankful for. Mm, I did see that. Yeah. And it's been one of my missions now is to spread that to people um, that no matter what we're going through, we can still have a thankful heart because that has been for me an antidote to despair. Um, when I look at my life and I feel despair about what I'm in the middle of, I can think of at least 10 things that are still going okay in my life. Mm-hmm. And that will pull you right out of the despair. It will give you hope. It will remind you of all the things that God has done for you. And it will keep the lies away, um, I think, in your heart of, you know, poor me and my life is wretched and all that. <laughs> so I think it's been really a powerful tool. I think thankfulness is a very powerful tool that God has given us mm-hmm. to fight off despair and discouragement and depression. Um, all those things that want to come at you when you're going through a hard place. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, so good just to, so when do you, do you just do that in the moment whenever you sense despair trying to creep in or do you have a specific discipline life that you, where you, you have a prayer time that you, you do that typically or how, how does that work for you? I'm just, I'm just curious yeah. about the nuts and the bolts yeah. and the details of that for you. In the beginning, I think I had to probably work it up within myself. I definitely didn't really feel it. I don't know that I took a certain time, but I think as I would feel it creeping in, I would use that opportunity to speak out the truth that God has spoken about my life and, and everyone's life. You know, the plans he has for us are for good and not for harm. I begin to speak scripture out and anything that would speak of the promises he's given us, you know, and but now I'm so excited to say that, I mean, I guess I've been doing this. This is my fourth year of really walking this out. It is so natural. And I feel like people have even say, said that they see that in me. There is like this joy in my heart that has God has really shaped me over the last four years that, I mean, it comes in so fast, that thankful heart, that gratitude just comes right in. And mm. immediately I'll just, I just feel so thankful. I could tell you 20 things right now that are going so great in my life, mm-hmm. even though I'm sitting here and my feet are numb and my legs aren't working great and I can't see very well. Like God is so good and there's so many things to be thankful for. So I would encourage anyone, if you struggle with that discipline, just keep speaking it out whenever you feel any fear or discouragement coming against you, just start speaking out like, things in your life, even practical things that you're thankful for. Yeah. Your your home, your husband's job, you know, any other like your kids that they're healthy and just anything you can think of and it will just drive away so much of that discouragement. Yeah. So it's just natural now. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a great antidote for that issue. The antidote for despair is gratefulness. Mhm. So good. So good. Well, that is a good place to finish and that is also my favorite part of this interview. I'll always remember the antidote for despair is gratefulness. So good, Elizabeth. Thank you for sharing. We'll be back tomorrow with the third part, the final part of my interview with Elizabeth. So I hope you're encouraged. Share about it in the Courageous community, and I'll be back again on another episode of Courage Cast tomorrow. Mm-hmm.